This is our Everest. Greetings, Culture Vultures, and welcome to This Is Our Christmas Everest, a podcast about pain. And Christmas. And Christmas, yeah. yeah. I'm hoping that I will uh, get more festive as the yeah. next, you know, 20, whatever it is, days, 22 days, 21 days, whatever it is we've got left, fly by. Yeah. And that by the time of Christmas Eve, I will be, um, you know, just all of a flutter. You'll be up to your knees in figgy pudding. Yeah, well, up to up to something in something. <laughs> Today, Delia's classic Christmas, because where would Christmas be without a bit of Delia? Well, they were very keen to remind us of that. They were. Uh, and this was a long time ago as well. Was this, what, 92? Uh, I think this was probably not that long ago. I think it was... Probably the big, maybe ten or fifteen years. Ah, oh, right. Oh, okay. So a bit more recent. Um, I judging, I mean, I didn't actually look into the actual date of of this because I mean, Delia is fairly timeless. But I was trying to figure out exactly when it would have been, judging by the general decor and her state of decomposition. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, Fair enough. I mean, I mean, there was there was a point where Delia was very much the central figure in teaching the British people how to cook their Christmas dinner and indeed all of their dinners. I think nowadays that role has been assumed by Jamie Oliver. Yeah, it came out on DVD in 2011. On DVD? Wow. Can you imagine buying that on DVD? Do you know how much it costs to buy now? Uh, I don't know. This is a used PAL DVS Classic Christmas. All right. Twenty six ninety nine. Fucking hell! That's it's it. a Old collector's item. Must have been out of press, and people still, you know, people. Oh, I need that. I need that. I wish I had that Delia. To... It's on YouTube, mate. Yeah, it's own. Albeit in three parts. Albeit in three parts. Yeah. This, this came as a big surprise to you. I know that. Yeah, I that. thought it was just going to be one twenty-two minute long thing. Yeah, well, uh, and then there was a second twenty-two minute long thing, and it got to the end of that. And I was like, oh, hang on a minute. And then there was another 13-minute long thing. Interesting to note that the first part has been watched 700,000 times. Yeah. The the second part, only 339,000 times. Huh. So, you know, at least half of the interest sort of ebbed away after that first part. I think there would be people, yeah, who just get so far through it and be like actually you know and she's just gonna cook christmas stuff isn't she yeah you know she's not yeah. i'm not gonna i'm not gonna get my radical heston blumenthal inspired idea <laughs> from this program no. this thing that's gonna knock everybody out all of a sudden she turns to molecular gastronomy halfway through it's not happening yeah, you know that's that's not that's not going to happen. That's not what Delia is. That's not what Delia's for. This is Delia now. She's sort of coming towards the end of her massive influence. 
I think it's I think it's ongoing. Yeah, I think I I I think you're probably right. I mean, if she she could choose if she wanted to to do another cookery show, and it, it would become canon in every everyone's life. Yeah, I mean, she's almost she's almost eighty. So you know, if she wants to take it a bit easier, yeah, then I play. reckon then I reckon fair enough. You know. Now. We join Delia at her house, her real genuine house mm-hmm. in uh, Norfolk. Yeah, I don't know if that was a real genuine house or not. Yeah, she says it. She retired from television cookery in February 2013. Yeah, well, I don't blame her. It's a bear pit. Yeah, well, good luck to her. I had no idea she was almost 80. Well, Delia's been around for a long old while. I mean, Delia is. Uh, there's no way. There's no two ways about it. Delia Smith is one of the key figures in our. I mean, certainly in the Britain of our lifetime. Well, Can yeah, you imagine I mean, yeah. it, the Britain would be definitely appreciably worse had Delia Smith not existed? <laughs> A barren wasteland. A barren wasteland of just people eating grey slop. Yeah. I think I think that's you know that's that's probably fair enough. This stuff um, isn't without its issues for me. Yeah. Um, there's stuff here that I wouldn't want to eat, but there's not anything here really that disgusts me apart from the significant involvement of parsnips. Oh, here we go. Um, so you don't like parsnips? I do not like parsnips, no. They actually feature in a dish, you see. The vegetarian option. The only vegetarian option. I mean, Christ almighty, she's chucking fucking sausage meat into everything, you know. It's not the only vegan option, though, given that it contains eggs and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, cheese. Yeah. Probably cream. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I don't know. Do you do you still get lacto vegetarians? Is that still a thing? It must oh, be, I, I presume. Know. It just so happens that the only people that we know are bloody vegans. Battle lines are so drawn now, aren't they? In the in in the world of food, I don't know. I mean, you know, do do lacto vegetarians and vegans look down their noses at each other? I can't imagine that they don't. Everybody else no. does. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I don't. Oh, vegans they're, they're not judgmental people no. um but yeah okay. so hang on right the other day we touched on chestnuts yeah and you said that you don't like chestnuts because they no. grow out of a tree is your issue with parsnips that they grow out of the ground no i don't like the taste i don't like the, they're kind of stringy aren't they uh, there's a fibrous yeah core to a larger I don't, I don't like, and the thing and the other thing is that they're sweet well, that's I'm true. quite sweet. Do you like carrots? Um, carrots are sweeter than parsnips. Carrots, the less sweet they're tasting. Yeah. Okay. You know, if you you know, carrots in in butter is the best there because that takes you completely away from the sweet. That that counteracts the sweetness of the carrot. There's going to be a lot of this today, folks, because if there's one thing that Ian and I disagree on, it's food. <laughs> yeah, he eats like a animal you think that i eat like a a pig in the woods out of a out of a bin <laughs> i want to touch on this immediately you have ordered yes a specially tailored tin of qualities i have 
Yeah. And I, it, that infuriates me. In I just people who who take advantage of this thing where you can pick whichever ones you want out of Quality it's, Street and not have any. Don't uh, get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. It is such a rip off. It's but it's people I, who can't deal with reality. But but <laughs> I am all here for that. You've got a tin of Quality Street coming. Yeah, that is all. Strawberry creams and orange creams. Yep, half of each. And I've got no I've got no problem with either of those confections, but it's not a tin of quality street. Well, you it know, it's, actually it isn't a tin of quality street. And when oh, I no. receive it, I will demonstrate why. Oh no, you've got a special it, it comes with its own special name. And Maybe. you will have chosen something that's gonna get my blood up. <laughs> It's actually it's quality <laughs> and straight. Oh Jesus, bloody wept! Right, well let's <laughs> let's let's get on. I was, go. and, and I think uh, I've got a feeling because you get a card as well. Oh, and I think that the card says "Happy Kwanzaa." Jesus Christ! On it was it was fucking... an option. I was like, I'm... you know, it doesn't matter. I'm essentially sending it to myself. Because no other yeah. fucker's going to be eating these. God, I doubt anyone will get the chance. No, You'll just no, they sit will in, not. Sit in the corner no. and hoover no. all down your moor. Um, let's deal with what Delia is cooking. She doesn't make any quality street. First thing that she makes is a Christmas pudding. Ah, well, now you see. You don't like Christmas pudding either, do you? Here's the thing, okay. I don't okay. like Christmas pudding. No. Um, okay. I really don't. I don't like the texture of it at all. Um, I'm not very big on dried fruit, um, in all honesty, and uh, I don't really like booze in food. <laughs> it always makes me feel like I just I, I don't really want that, you know. So that kind of mixture of brandy yeah. and uh, dried just fruit. <laughs> so much dried fruit is really, really such a turn off to me, but. I have big butt, and I cannot lie. All right. What she's basically making there is not a million miles from my grandma's recipe, which my mum used, and my sister and one of my cousins uses. And yeah. my my sister has already shown one of I think one or both of my nieces how to make it, and I've got a feeling that my older niece might already be making it for the like for every Christmas. Yeah. So you know, I and I liked to see that. I'd like I actually liked to see that, especially like the hanging it up for three weeks. You know. Well, I mean, it's it's. it's a, I mean, they, they used to do it three weeks in our house, start of December. My done. my mum would make like Delia suggested. She would make several and then keep one of them for a year or two years. Yeah, sometimes so, more than two years. Yeah. So I mean, I think the smell would hit yeah. me right in the Proustian rush holes. Yeah, but you wouldn't want to eat it. The the sight. Uh, there's a sound because you you'd stir, wouldn't you? Put a coin in for good. And, uh, yeah, you can do that. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, we used to do that when I was a kid with the Christmas pudding. I, I wasn't bothered. I wasn't having any. <laughs> Somebody else wanted to choke to death on a five pence piece. That was up to them. I've got no <laughs> no real issue with Christmas pudding in terms, of, but yeah. but like all Christmas foods, I think that people get carried away. Yeah, and they should 
be willing to acknowledge that the reason we only eat roast turkey, the reason we only eat Christmas pudding, the reason we only eat mince pies and things like that once a year is because they're not nice enough for us to want to eat them any other time of the year. that's a fair comment. I mean, the other thing about the Christmas pudding is that the Christmas pudding stereotype of is lying to you, isn't it? Yeah. Right? Picture a Christmas pudding, or a cartoon Christmas pudding. Yeah, well, it's the old bomb yeah. shape, isn't it? And it's got uh, it's got what is cream on the top of it, hasn't it? Poured over the top. Yeah. Yeah? Here's the thing, right? Holly sprig. That, that should be fucking cake icing or fondant icing or something like that. And the cake itself should be fucking chocolate or something and not this disgusting <laughs> fucking pile of used up berries <laughs> fucking fruit corpses that's what oh, they are God dried fruit it's fruit it is though isn't it it's dried fruit it's fruit with the lifeblood sucked out I like dried fruit yeah well you are a noted sex offender <laughs> um she also makes a Christmas cake but I think everything that we've said about Christmas pudding I think also pertains to the Christmas cake. It's just yeah, slightly yeah. drier and it comes with a layer of marzipan on it. Yeah, and but the thing is that I don't mind a bit of marzipan. Wow. Now, I, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, and I don't mind a bit of fondant icing, but the cake is still problematic. And anyway, what you've basically made there, mate, is a wedding cake. Well done. Yeah. You're much better off, and it's festive, Get yourself a tunis cake. Treat yourself. Get a tunis cake. Mm. Do you know what I mean by a tunis cake? I don't know. A tunis cake is a basically it's a it's um it is a traditional kind of Christmas cake. I can't remember where you can get them from at the moment, but Vitties used to make them. Tunis. And they stopped for a little while and then they bought them back and I think Tesco's were making them and I should imagine there's a few places now. But it's basically a vanilla sponge with just a thick layer of chocolate icing on the top of it. But it's a very hard icing. And the cake is slightly decorated, I think. And uh, there will be marzipan fruit in the middle of it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've, I've, I've definitely uh, I've partaken in something like that. Yeah, that's a, it's a tunis cake. And I think you can still get them. And if you do, they're much better. Especially if you stick it in the microwave for 30 seconds. I don't agree with microwaves. Um, look, 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 look. <laughs> I will tell anybody who's listening, anybody who's listening, if you've got a piece of cake and you want it to taste better than it would do otherwise, hmm. stick it in the goddamn microwave for 30 seconds. Just do it. Well, there's your tip. There you go. Now we move into the section that I like to call meats and sauces. Yeah. I mean, it starts with scallops au gratin, essentially. What was the orange coral bit? Because that looked particularly disgusting. Oh, that's part of a scallop. I believe it's their... um, It's their, like, digestive bits. I think it's essentially the offal of a scallop, which I know... Isn't likely to appeal to you. No, but for no. us, for us uh, nose to tail forest floor eaters, that's some good eating. Do you know what I'm? Yeah, <laughs> it, it's I, fucking actually. I eat the shell exactly. 
No question about it in my mind. One thing I am interested to find out about is your view on her blackened, crackling collar of bacon. It it looked all right. It did. I mean, the meat looked pretty juicy, but I'll tell you something. Yeah. That cra- I mean, she put molasses on, on the skin to give you yeah. blackened, crackling. But when something comes out the oven, that colour, I know exactly, it's, it's not going to taste of molasses anymore. It's going to taste of coal. That yeah. was, it, it looks, she said it looked burnt. That's because it is burnt. It's burn, burny burn. It's burn baby burn. It's Bernie Sanders. It's Bernie. <laughs> it's Bernie Winters. Bernie, yeah, Mike and Bernie Winters. You've burnt the yeah. crackling. Bernie Clifton. And then, obviously, the centrepiece, turkey. She's never had a dry turkey. No. Bollocks. <laughs> I'm sorry. People who say they've never had a dry turkey, they're either lying or are delusional and they thought they were eating a turkey, but what they were actually eating was, I don't know, a water balloon. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's, I mean, let's wind back a little bit then. Okay. Um, what have we got? Scallops first. That's yep. the starter from her. Well, like That's I say, I've never eaten them. Um, and I certainly don't like the sound of them being poached in vermouth. Yeah, I don't think I don't see you breaking your scallop yeah. fast like that. But I don't have a issue with the mushrooms or anything like that. It, I don't, yeah. it does feel as if everything's a little bit 1970s being served in that giant shell. Yeah, double cream um, as well. I mean, I remember, actually, my parents getting this sort of thing out at dinner parties. They had the giant shells, but I don't know what they used to put in them. Probably I don't that. know whether it was that. It might well have been. My mum was a big Delia fan. Everyone's mum is a big Delia fan, though, because Delia made food nice, which it wasn't before. Yeah, but she does, you know, she does at least, um, she rattles it through it all with admirable speed. Again, she's packing quite a lot in. I get that this is a longer show. Yeah, she's Delia Smith. She's as tight as a drum. Mm. You're not getting anything past Delia at this point. Yeah. Um, When it comes to TV cookery, she is the godfather. Yeah, but I mean, the turkey, she's cooking the turkey and I'm just... I'm just not that interested in that. I don't know how to cook a bleeding turkey. Well, I mean, obviously her method for keeping it moist was uh, to stuff it. She stuffed a load of pork sausage meat up its neck hole and then up its cloaca, which I've always been told you shouldn't do because the air can't circulate properly. But that isn't so much of an issue with Delia when she wraps it up in a tent of foil. Yeah, yeah. Then she covers it in bacon and butter. Yeah. And then I, I wrote here, have sex with it and it will never dry out. Now, I'm I sure that put, she didn't say that, but... I did put, surprised that she hasn't had 43 heart attacks. Well, I mean, I, that's what did for the galloping gourmet. I mean, it didn't kill him, but his um, prodigious intake of double cream butter and so forth contributed to what can only be described as a massive coronary event and he then became uh, evangelical about healthy eating okay which is a terrible tragedy for the the butter industry but there you go basting it by just pouring it over the skin 
is I just don't think that's a very good way of doing it. It's not a time-effective way of doing it. I think the general consensus now agrees with you. I think we live in a post-basting age. Yeah, or at least, you know, if you're going to baste it, inject it. Isn't that what they do? Use science and robots. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty certain that I've seen chefs on the TV do that. You want to base something properly, you need to get the liquid actually inside there, not just bouncing off the skin. That's the whole point of the skin, is that it's fucking waterproof, you idiot. Get that turkey pumped. (laughs) And it's just, you know, like I say, I just thought that that was, I was sitting watching that thinking, that is, that just looks to me like such a counterproductive way of doing it. I'm not saying it doesn't work at all. I'm saying, I bet it takes 20 times as long. Yeah, <laughs> for yeah, the I'm same gonna... result. Just standing there with a spoon, ladling the spoon over the the turkey skin, which it bounces off, rolls down the side, falls back onto the. You pick it up again, until <laughs> it gets, yeah, and just yeah. over and over and over until you you can't be bothered anymore, and you just go right, okay, that'll do. Um, basted, whatever. And I don't know whether it's long enough. It's a sort of uh, the the very definition of futile labour, isn't it? Basting is it's how Sisyphus would go about cooking a turkey, just yeah. the, fu- the futile continual pouring of juices over a waterproof thing. Yeah, I mean, like I say, you know, if I'm getting that wrong, do feel free to correct me. Well, no, I believe I I uh, understand that we are now in a, a post-basting age. Yeah. But that was very much the the paradigm and the tradition. And as Delia said, she's never had a dry turkey. And I've already said that that's bollocks. But, you know, I mean, turkey. Who wants to eat a fucking turkey? Um, I've been thinking about what to have for Christmas this year. uh, For Christmas dinner this year. Because I will make it for all four of us in this household. And I'm the only one who isn't vegan. You're going to have the worst Christmas of all. No, 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 the best. Because uh, basically, you know, everything else, quite easy to veganise. And then I can just have whatever meat I want. And they don't really care, you know, that's the thing. It's like, it's just meat to them, you know. So if I wanted to have half a swan, I could just cram that bad boy into the oven. And I don't think anybody would really say a word. The Queen might have something to say about it. I had brisket last year. I had beef brisket. The year before that, I had uh, a, a chicken crown thing. You know, hmm. I don't agree with chicken crowns. But, you know, I, I will always get uh, pigs in blankets, which she didn't mention once. Do you, I think that there's probably a reason for that, Go which on. is if you can't figure out how to make pigs in blankets... It's probably this program is far too complicated for you. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, fair, fair enough. But I mean, um, you could just give us some advice. I just want to look at them, basically. But this <laughs> is all. I'm yeah, <laughs> this is all. <laughs> fucking hell! That's a whole TV channel. There you go. <laughs> there, there's a. This is actually an interesting point, though. Your your suggestions of different things would be welcomed by Didi because as he, as she points out that Christmas lasts for eight days. Yeah. So there's a lot of other meals to think about. Now you can eat fucking pigs in blankets anytime. They are literally a morning, noon or night snack. Yeah. Christmas does not last for eight days. I don't know where she's pulled that out of. 
Hanukkah lasts for eight days. No, I think what she's basically saying is that uh, Christmas starts essentially on Christmas Eve and finishes essentially on New Year's Day. I reckon that's the eight days she's talking about. Well, yeah, I mean, I can see that. And for me, Christmas begins whenever I open the port and ends whenever I'm hospitalised with gallbladder issues. (laughs) So usually about five o'clock on Christmas Eve. Yeah, it sounds about right. I am off from ridiculously early this year because the same as everybody else in the world who works in a fucking office and has been working from home this year we've all got too much holiday left it's because you've just been saving it up all all year i break up for christmas on something like the 16th of december something like that and then i'm not back in until the 4th of january it's going to be carnage. You know, I can't do anything, but then I wouldn't have been able to do anything earlier in the year either. But I'll be quite happy to just sit on the sofa and watch stupid films with the kids for three weeks whilst eating my delicious Quality Street. Yeah, I'm not happy about the Quality Street. I know you're not. That's why I keep <laughs> repeating it. <laughs> um, Obviously. <laughs> so, in terms of... The, the 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 festive offerings and the general festive theme of the program. What was your particular highlight of Delia's oeuvre? I like a good canapé. I have to say. Well, there are a number of canapés on display. Although it's much easier to just buy them. Yeah. If you if you haven't got any money, you can get them from Iceland. God. I've got a feeling that Lidl have got them as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And if yeah. you're posh, go to Waitrose. Marks, you know, there's a re- I mean, they're really good, you know. I, I do understand that, just can't afford it at the moment. So, you know, but well, if you've yeah, got I mean, the money, if you've got the money, get your fucking canopies from like White Rose or Marks. There you go. If you're poor, if you're poor, shoplift your canopies from Marks, yeah, or if you're if you're <laughs> if you're poor but still looking to be thrifty, shoplift the ingredients. For Delia's yeah. canapes, you know, canapes. I'm very much of the opinion, no one's going to notice or care. Just get them from fucking Iceland or something. I really like the idea of getting one of those enormous prawn rings one day. Maybe I'll do that. <laughs> Maybe I could do that this year. Yeah, just sit <laughs> just and eat on Christmas Day. <laughs> There's something utterly dissolute about the idea of you in your pants <laughs> eating a whole ring of prawns. Get away from my prawns. Get away from my prawns and my creams. <laughs> um, I enjoyed Delia's nut nut bowl has got a nut hammer in it. I like a nut hammer. It's yes. how it's how a monkey would go about cracking a bowl of nuts. Yeah, and yeah. you know, fair play monkeys. Monkeys know about nuts more than I do. I think. Well, I prefer uh, a proper nut nut, an actual nut cracker. To be well, honest. yeah, but the thing about modern the modern day nutcrackers is that a lot of them are very badly made. The hammer is far more reliable. I'm a big fan of nuts. Oh, well, I can imagine. Well, the thing is that you are much more of a <laughs> you're you're much more in favour of Christmas food than me. I'm just more and more in favour of Christmas food that you don't want to eat. Than well, you. no, I mean you like you like dried fruit. I do. And, and nuts, yeah, and and you like pork? Oh, do I ever? And you like things <laughs> like Stilton? Um, 
I can give or take still. And I do yeah, like but a bit you know, of cheese. If I, yeah, you like you like a bit of cheese. Yeah. Um. You know, that's the. You know, that's that's you, isn't it? My my taste, my palate is slightly different. You know. It clearly is. And uh, fucking prawn uh, ring in them. <laughs> and a quality and street. That's <laughs> all I need. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, I've got, I've got to have the prawn ring with the rest of the vegan <laughs> Christmas dinner, obviously. Yeah. Well, I don't have pigs in blankets. That's the that's the original surf and turf, isn't it? But yeah. big bucket big bucket of pigs in blankets and a prawn ring from Iceland. <laughs> Forget what Delia says, just get that. <laughs> Because the thing is, when it comes down to it, you're eating Christmas dinner. All anyone wants is pigs in blankets, isn't it? And anyone who says otherwise is lying. They're lying to themselves and they're lying to us. Just big old plate of pigs in blankets, maybe some additional sausages and um, maybe a roast potato in case you ever want to do a shit again. <laughs> <laughs> Which is something that isn't necessarily addressed in this programme. It's like, yeah, Delia, but what if you wanted to do a shit again? <laughs> An Iceland prawn ring nowadays, by the way. It's only four yeah. quid. Yeah, well, you see, Iceland have got it nailed down, haven't they? And it comes with sweet chilli sauce as well, so I wouldn't have to make any gravy. For dipping. You, why would you have yeah. gravy with a prawn ring? <laughs> because it's a fucking roast. It's Christmas dinner. Yeah, but you're not going to roast the prawn ring, are you? Why not? Because they're already cooked. So you're just—you're going to put them in the microwave for thirty seconds, aren't you? You, you could no. You could sh- you, you could if you can throw a shrimp on the barbie. <laughs> Yeah, but... that I'm certain that I can throw <laughs> an entire prawn I think that the, into an oven. The shrimps that they throw on the barbie are probably raw. But yeah, uh, Whatever. You, I mean, you are at liberty to do whatever you want with your prawn ring. <laughs> as long as I, no one has I, to I, see I'm it. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to go. I, I, I'm almost certainly not even going to go into town before Christmas. You know, That's incredibly wise. To the disappointment of the nation, I have to report that I will probably just be going up Morrison's and seeing what they've got. They might have a prawn yeah. ring. Morrison's, Morrison's is one of my favourite supermarkets simply because they sell cuts of meat that you just don't get in other supermarkets. Particularly, and this I know this is going to absolutely appall you, but one of one of my real favourites is um, oxtail. You are disgusting. What? That, that That's is some exactly good eating. the sort that of food is, you eat. That is some really good eating. My God, that's some good eating. My only other thought about Delia Smith is there's a there's a shot of her living room at one point and the TV is like down at shin height. Who's watching the TV down there? TVs used to be down there. I think I think TVs used to be down there, and I think sofas used to be lower. <laughs> yeah, much lower. <laughs> That's what I you know well, I've long held that opinion because oh. I've noticed that TVs. <laughs> TVs used to be lower down than they are these days. Either that or carpets used to be a lot taller. Yeah. It's a, but then the sofa would still need know. to be lower, no. welcome, I suppose. Welcome to the, uh, to the conspiracy. We are through the looking glass. Yeah, I've got another couple of thoughts Okay. Here. 
But I've got I've got no fucking time for Panatoni or Zavaglia. Yeah, just make a normal trifle. And when you make a try, yeah, just make a fucking try. That was a that was a trifle, by the way. Don't put flaked almonds on the top. The correct topping for a trifle, as any foo know, is a Cadbury's flake walloped up with a rolling pin. Everyone knows that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I tell you what, just stop adding booze to desserts, for God's sake. It's going into absolutely everything. There's even a point where she's made a, she's making a chocolate and sour cherry crumble. And I'm like, right, okay, I'm invested in this. I will eat this. I will make You this. like cherries, even though they come out of a tree. That's how I much really you like love, cherries. I really love yeah. sour cherries. And then she pours a load of fucking brandy into it. And then she, and then right at the very end, she just pours a load of double cream yeah. on it. Get that butter arteries. on it. Rub some butter in it. And then fuck it. I'll keep yeah. it moist. <laughs> and then eat it. But eat it. It's, it's not healthy. And I know that the counter argument is that, well, it's Christmas. Um, I think that's a fair argument. Actually, yeah. You know, but why a... not? There's nothing worse than somebody at Christmas or the New Year who's all like that. Oh, I couldn't possibly. I'm going to shut up and have a fucking yeah. mince pie. No Jesus. one gets in this house unless I eat the prawn ring. Either eat it or you're wearing it. <laughs> you heard, Nan. <laughs> <laughs> you bitch. Fucking cramming um, Kim Prawn into her mouth. <laughs> get her an headlock. Get her an headlock. Um, wriggling. So, yeah, that's Delia. <laughs> Is that it? Are we done? That is it, yes. yes. Excellent. What's tomorrow? Let me look at the spreadsheet of well, despair. I know what tomorrow is it because is... I actually watched it this afternoon. Oh, no. <laughs> you chose it. I know. It's your fault. I know. Yeah, it's your fault, actually. Hang on a minute. No, Get that the right way around. No. Tomorrow. <laughs> Fuck it out. This is like the next week of my life is going to be the saddest week of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Just looking down this list. And it it gets worse. It doesn't get better. It gets worse. There is no point at which it gets better. There is no getting better from this. Tomorrow is the 1989 Telly Addicts Christmas special. Yeah. So this is our first, uh, our first Edmunds isn't it? I think our first significant Edmonds. I believe it's our our first and only Edmonds. Yeah, so we haven't had much Edmonds. We haven't had any Edmonds, but th- this is uh, you know face to face. I say face to face. It's more like face to top of his head, isn't it? Like Delia, it wouldn't it wouldn't be Christmas without a bit of Edmonds. Well, you know, we'll come back to that. We'll be back again tomorrow with Noel Edmonds. Thanks very much for listening. And goodbye.
I have to say, it is one of the most popular Christmas cakes ever. Now, here I've got a selection of fruits. And now, to those, I'm going to add a tablespoonful of molasses sugar. And now the special bit is it's going to have quite a lot of booze. And you'll see as we wheel it on. Three tablespoons of port. Then we're going to have three of brandy. Three tablespoons of rum. Then we're going to have three of brandy. After that, quite a special one that I think really adds something, is cherry brandy. Then we're going to have three of brandy, a little bit of water. This is Agnostura bitters, which people use in cocktails and things. And we're going to use one and a half teaspoons of this. Then we're going to have three of brandy.